I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. To uh, the Star Companion, I'll let you go. You're much oh, better I'm, at it than I am. <laughs> I'm David, everybody, and that guy right there is Zach. And um, as we, <laughs> as my co-host Zach mentioned, this is the Star Companion podcast. Um, this is the podcast where we review, where we're reviewing each Star Trek episode by star date. And um, today we are reviewing. Season 1, Episode 10 of Enterprise, and the episode name is Fortunate Son. Yep. Uh, start date between 71321.5.1 and 91215.1. And uh, Fortunate Son is uh, aboard the cargo ship, the ESS, ECS Fortunate, Captain Jackson Kane and First Officer Matthew Ryan play a game of low-gravity football on one of the cargo modules while they discuss the ship's <laughs> operations. Their talk is interrupted by the arrival of Nausicaa and pirates who launch an attack on the ship. And, uh, you know, so this episode, I think, is about the morals of what you'll do in a, uh, not maybe in a time of war, but like what you would do to protect your own, your property. Exactly. Uh, and, uh, we see in this episode allusions to what I think are the Iraq War. Interesting. You know, there's a real sense of, like, waterboarding the Nausicaan, you know, yeah. and torturing the shit out of him to get information. And so... We're getting sick of these damn terrorists blowing up our shit. Yeah. You know, um, it's quite... The Nausicaan seem throughout all of Star Trek to be... Uh, like the equivalent of Somalian pirates. Interesting. They're just there to raid transport ships. <laughs> you know, we're going to get that cargo, baby. Because <laughs> we, we know no other way other than to pillage and loot. You know, um, which I think on a, a sort of galactic scale is quite, quite interesting. Definitely. You know, there must be uh, a dark economy there. 
Yeah. And it makes sense that these predator like aliens would spearhead their would spearhead that uh black market. Mm-hmm. Um You know, why does every captain have to have some twentieth century American sport, you know, pastime? <laughs> I think they did that scene to establish that these guys are real salt of the earth. You know, yeah, yeah. we're trucking through space. This is your everyman. Yeah. <laughs> this is your everyman right here. We be, you know, and I got to tell you, that looked dope throwing a football in low grab like that. Yeah. Are you kidding me? It did. Just a little duck spinning to the yeah. other side. Of it. <laughs> <coughs> um, Make a Peyton Manning, Manning out of anybody. You know, uh, I think the highlight of this episode for me was shirtless dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and the first subspace amplifier. Yes. Um, Do they deploy I, that this episode or they just mention it? Um, I think they just mentioned it. Yeah. Um, I didn't actually, I saw it a few days ago so Mm -hmm. forgive me for not remembering but i did note that this is a lavar burton episode it is you know and uh, i was talking with uh my co-worker wade of stay cool forever fame the podcast where we review 90s movies and look at it through a 2019 (laughs) lens um and i was talking with him at work about how it's really cool that these star trek alumni come back around through the future of the seasons and record episodes and add their little flares, you know? I yeah. think uh, this might be one of the Geordi ones that doesn't entirely focus on something sort of scientific, but it does have a moral uh, gravity to it, whereas, like, uh, Michael Dorn's episodes seem to focus on a an a- allegorical story about racism. Interesting. That's you know. interesting how each person has their own aesthetic that they bring to it. Yeah, and that's what's kind of captivating is about the, like, if you start peeling back the layers of Star Trek, there's even themes of the directors, you know? There are certain writers who write certain things, but there are certain directors who uh, sort of leech on to certain ideas most of the time. Right. Um, you know, Two Takes Freaks is arguably the best <laughs> yeah Frakes Frakes um yeah uh kind of a captivating episode cause you sort of see it, uh, it's one of the episodes where you see the moral dilemma and you, you're on both sides you right. can see why it's wrong to torture the man the Nausicaan but you can also see why you would want to yeah. Well, and then there's the frustration of, you know, you're a freighter out in the middle of space. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like they mentioned, they only have warp 1.8, you know, so they're, they're really not going anywhere too quickly. And mm-hmm. if you get raided out in the middle of space, no, ain't nobody going to come help you. You got to, you got to defend for your own. And so you understand that, you know, it would get frustrating to be raided all the time and, you know, especially for like a younger guy like Commander Ryan is, mm-hmm. he's a bit more volatile and a bit more reactive. And you can see how someone like that would want to capture an Oscar and be like, you know what, I'm putting a stop to this shit right now. Oh um, yeah, yeah. I mean, especially does, go ahead. It, but I mean, he doesn't he doesn't go about it in the best way because, you know, the ramifications of capturing someone like that. You know, it's like 
Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden you got a bigger target on your back. The Noskins are going to come for you because of that shit you pulled. And you know the episode ends with them kind of flying away and being like, "Ah, oh, we learned our lesson." But I mean, what happens to them from here from here on? You know, <laughs> did, yeah. yeah, probably. Did they get not. a couple? Did they get a couple light years away from Enterprise and just the Noskins just blew them out of space? You know, I'd like yeah. to think that happened. I'd like to think that too. You know, and I. I I just think that there's a in, a, in a weird way, you, you know, you can see how there's a difference between people who are in Starfleet, like a intellectual elite who want to explore and see what's going on. Yes. Versus the blue collar version of a galactic society where. It's a good point. You know, everything's taken care of food, boarding, and yet you choose to run cargo at 1.8. Yeah, you know, and it's at a, <laughs> it's at an early stage in warp technology where not everyone is going fast, right? So it adds a lot of, um, there's a lot of variables there, and there's a lot of allusions to, like a twenty fourth, twenty third century, twenty second, twenty second century. Sorry, uh, trucker, you know, blue collar, yeah, sort of lifestyle. totally. <laughs> um. Got to haul, haul that dilithium, player. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> on that on that thought, would you, I mean, would you prefer to be on a freighter or would you prefer to be on like a starship like the Enterprise? Like if you oh, if you had the choice. Starship, 100%. Yeah. I, I want to explore. Yeah, that's definitely the uh, preferable... Mm -hmm. occupation i think you know they kind of mentioned that you know when he's when he says when he reveals that they're going 1.8 he's like warp 1.8 works just fine for us gives gives you a lot of time to see the scenery and it's like you're not going by planets you're just floating out in black empty space (laughs) like scenery yeah scenery what Um, are you watching yeah (laughs) he's just he's totally romanticized his his profession and you know i guess god yeah. bless him for doing that because how else get? how else could you go out into space and do that i mean you're hauling a load of dilithium for three six to six months to three years like that's a pretty brutal grind you gotta love it to do it <laughs> yeah i i got a question and this is something they didn't address yeah who are they hauling the dilithium to yeah it's a good question if there's if Terra Nova was 70 years ago. I was going to ask that as well. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, no way the Vulcans are waiting for them to go at 1.8. Right. I mean, unless it's so cheap. Mm-hmm. And then you got to get it, you know, I mean, it's like, well, maybe we got to get a trade war going. Yeah. <laughs> if that's that too. the case, you know, if we're charging so little. Well, and then... Uh... When at the beginning of the episode where the Admiral sends the, the message through to, to Archer, he says that we uh, we need you to go and check out the ECS Fortunate because it's uh, sending out a distress signal. And the nearest star sh- uh, Starfleet ship is three weeks away. It's like, I thought I thought Enterprise was the only Starfleet ship yeah. so far, you know, like, yeah. 
Um, I mean, and, in the I think it's it's either in this episode. Yeah, it is in this episode. They they allude to how there's like three more NX class ships. NX class ships coming out. Yeah. So I mean, I guess maybe you could say that they're three weeks away from finishing the next NX01 ship, but. You know, maybe um, there's another cargo ship. It's it's yeah. that whole notion of, um, you know, no matter where you are in the galaxy, if the plot needs the Enterprise there, mm-hmm. oh my God, the Enterprise is the closest ship. <laughs> yeah. We're going to need you to save another there. ship, John. Yeah, you know. So, so I mean, that... That plot device trope is, I think, just prevalent always. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, Picard's the only... Why would Picard be doing menial shit? Yeah. <laughs> why is Kirk doing, you know, doing a stop at a station and there's fucking tribbles? Like, you gotta, yeah. check, the, you gotta check the grain, Kirk. There's <laughs> definitely something going on. You mean there's nothing better to send the best ship in the fleet to do right <laughs> you've got to be kidding me and so it's always at the speed of enterprise it's like oh well right. you're the only ship and uh i wish there was less of that sort of plot device yeah but i get it's it. interesting i totally get it um you know uh, i go ahead i was gonna say i love when they run away you know at, at later on in the episode um archer finds out that you know they have a nos- injured Nosikin on board that they're holding prisoner, and he basically says, "Let me on that ship where we're gonna take all those adjustments and fixes we we made to your ship off." Mm-hmm. And they go to the ship and they get trapped in that in that uh, the cargo bay or whatever cargo bay, and they jettison it off, and then they just they warp out of there at one point eight. It's like, where do you guys think you're going? At warp one point eight, like you guys yeah. know that we told that... you we go warp five. <laughs> yeah, you got a trail, bruh. Bruh, we're coming for you. And then they pull up to that to the to the Noskin ship and they start firing on it. It doesn't work, and they're just like, "What happened?" It's like you guys are a fucking freighter. You're not a warship. Exactly. <laughs> you but don't have fucking quantum it, torpedoes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it does make sense because you know. Commander Ryan is, you know, before that, I assume he's maybe the first mate or something like that. I, I, mean, I think he was number one, yeah. And, you know, from the looks of it, the other captain uh, is in his 60s, 70s maybe. He's probably a lifer. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? He's been commanding, <laughs> commanding that ship his whole life. Um, so that means Ryan doesn't have any experience doing that shit. So it is... It is plausible that he would do something like that, but again, it's just like, why would you run away at 1.8 warp? Like, where do you think you're going? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so stupid. Um, so a little continuity for you, since I know that's what you like. I love it. Uh, <coughs> this is uh, the first on-screen appearance of the Nodskins in Enterprise. Uh, the outing oh. also depicts the first official contact between Starfleet and the Nodskins. Admiral Forrest also references uh, Archer's comment as being incredible. <laughs> uh, the end of the transmission <laughs> screen from Admiral Forrest rep- uh, references the signal as relayed from Relay Echo 1 Transponder 4, a relay that hadn't been deployed yet as evidence in the episode Silent Enemy. Uh, and variations of the Nausicaan ship studio model later appeared, wait for it, as the Zindi insectoid patrol ship in the third season. 
which I cannot wait for you to get to that story. Yeah, we're we're getting about into unexplored territory for me. I've seen I've seen these episodes and I think I've seen the next three or four, but okay. after that it's anyone's it's anyone's game. Oh my god, I can't wait. The next episode's awesome. Yes, yeah, it's I like a, the next uh, episode a lot. A continuation of the temporal Cold War story. Finally, ten episodes later. Star um, Trek. Star Trek. That's what they do. Um there's something I was going to mention as well. Oh, um, so when Ryan goes on the ship and he's talking to Mayweather mm-hmm. um, in the break room, he, they talk about how his parents were killed aboard a uh, freighter called the ECS North Star. Uh-huh. Um, did a little research on that. Um, apparently, there's no known backstory on this vessel outside of this episode, so this is the only time it's mentioned. Um, oh. I'd be interested in exploring you know what happened to that vessel i'd like to think they you know they came out of warp 1.8 and did a little whoopsie and ended up in a in a sun <laughs> and just exploded that's my thought <laughs> whoops <laughs> oh man i'd like to think maybe it's like a uh uh you know, if we're going the temporal route, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, a Romulan from the future, you know, <laughs> beams in, in from the past and like exactly right when that ship's showing up and they both blow up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but no one knows about it. So there's no continuity issues like that's just the timeline now. Yeah. Even even in the future, they had no idea about the ECS North Star. So they just <laughs> they have no data. They're just like, yeah, we'll just. We'll we'll pour it in right here. It just <laughs> blows up. <laughs> oh my god. Um. All right. Well, you got anything? Uh. Final dad. No, I think that's it. I mean, um. I think I think the big point of this episode is um, you know, continuing kind of the xenophobia of, of humans. You know, we're so new to mm-hmm. new to space. Mm-hmm. These people are attacking us. This is bullshit. Let's capture him and let's do something about it. But um, in space, with a freighter, without any weapons, uh, apparently, it's not a good idea. So I agree. Well, so <laughs> this uh, has been the Star Companion. I'm Zach. That's David. And uh, you can catch us on all major platforms. The YouTube is coming soon. Um and uh yeah you know thanks for listening yeah what do you keep saying keep trekking keep trekking is that what you've been saying i don't know something like that Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods 
for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.